confession tonight is our identity that comes from whose we are. Almighty God in heaven, we thank you that you made a way through Jesus Christ for us to become a child of God. That when love walks into the room, fear must go. When we receive love, we're united. We're united with you. That through Jesus Christ, we find our freedom. We honor Jesus tonight as the one who made a way for our freedom. We lift up his name in this place and celebrate him as the victorious Savior of all mankind. We establish his throne through our praises in order that he would be worthy and worshipped for who he is. only through you that we have life evermore. As you come as the King of glory, we also invite you to come as the Prince of Peace, that the peace of God would bring calm to those who are anxious, that would, your love would drive out the fear of those who are uncertain of what's happening tonight. But God, we put our trust in you. We declare that your love is safe and it is good and it is not leading us to harm. thank you for what you have prepared in advance for us tonight. We submit ourselves to your leadership, Holy Spirit. We proclaim the freedom that you won for us that is ours by inheritance as your children. We are, we are truly grateful that we can call you Father in heaven and we are so glad that you call us sons and daughters. time to you. We thank you for the work that you have begun, that you are continuing, and that we will walk into as we leave tonight. Faith, we declare freedom is in the house. Amen. 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 Well, you may be seated. You may be seated. Thanks for being with us. Um, we've been um, preparing for this uh, for some time, and, and I believe God's been preparing you, uh, which is really exciting uh, to think about. You may not have realized that. Uh, it's cool to have our youth with us tonight. This is normally their night to hang out and, and do a Bible study or a connect group, but we've, uh, we've, we've invited them in because we want our young people to be raised up in an, in an encounter, an environment of encounter that this would be their normal and that they would perhaps not carry the baggage that some of us have been carrying for too long, um, but that we would help them to understand the freedom Jesus has at an early age that, you know, as they enter the late teens and 20s, that they are already walking in victory. Um, so, um, yeah, we celebrate the fact that um, we have our young ones here with us. We also want to just honor Tanya as she's taking care of the kids out there. It's uh, much appreciated. Thank you.
Um, we've, we've kind of, just so you know, we have asked them not to let kids back in. That's not because we don't like children, but we don't want to um, um, maybe uh, just detract or distract from what's happening um, here. So um, did we set up the text messaging system? Yeah. Yep. So if there's a drama out there that does need to be uh, brought to your attention, Tanya's going to text Ashley. Ashley will find you, and you can go and quietly deal with whatever that drama is. Okay? Uh, at the end of the night, please don't forget to take your children home. Um, uh, that goes without saying. But also, if you could do that via the side door here rather than come back into this room because um, there might still be some things happening here. So if I just make that now. Um, I also just want to highlight this. Again, it goes without saying, but um, if you're new to our family or you've come as a guest, uh, you are most welcome. Uh, but I, exp- I explain this next point just to make sure everyone's on the same page, that, that um, we, we fully, in this, in this church family, we fully delight in God doing his work in people, uh, and we, we encourage it, we pursue it, we, we look for the presence of God and, and breakthrough. Um, and sometimes that gets emotional. You might see that happen to me tonight, because uh, it's already been happening. Um, but please be sensitive to what's happening around you. And you know what, if you see a friend that looks like they're struggling or checking out because they're not comfortable, then go and sit with them. You have my permission to get up, move, and give someone a hug. That is completely okay, all right? Um, If something uh, uh, extreme was to happen, um, which we're not sure what that means, but if if I just say it that way, um, then we have got a team of intercessors and a prayer team that will, will help in that environment. But again, if it happens close to you, then you're a minister feel free to lay a hand on someone and pray for them. What I want to do now is I want to just show you some stuff that God's prepared for us in order that um, we can corporately pray together for the breakthrough that God's got for us. What I'm going to do in this segment is I'm going to lead you to a place where we will say some prayers together, and those prayers will appear on the screen. We will say them together in unity and agreement confident that what we declare out loud, God is already establishing in the spirit realm. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, So that's what's going to happen. The prayers that we are praying tonight have been prepared for you in a takeaway document that you'll be given at the end of tonight. So you don't have to worry about taking photos of the screen or try and remember what's happening. We have got everything on the screen in this document, which we will give you at the end. I'm just not giving it to you now because you're going to be, oh, what's happening? All right. Uh, Also at the end of this document are some devotions that we've prepared to help you walk out your freedom. Uh, um, If, um, well, we would just encourage you to do that. It's a good idea. Uh, Let me just um, show you some stuff that uh, will form the structure of the prayers that we're about to pray. So this is kind of a little bit of information, but it's important that we're all on the same wavelength and we know why, what we're doing, what we're doing. Some of you will follow me blindly because you trust me. Others are like, well, I'm not sure. So I'm going to explain why I'm doing what I'm doing. There are four keys to breakthrough, and I want to explain them to you. The first one is called a renouncement. So pretty simply what we do when we renounce something is we are turning away from those things that are displeasing or not from the kingdom of heaven, displeasing to Christ or not not part of the kingdom of heaven. Uh, uh, There's a whole lot of things that could be included in that, but what we're doing is we're we're giving up the right to retain that behavior, and we're turning away from the influence of of the enemy that is trying to lead us down the wrong path. We renounce it, we disown it, we disavow it, we say no longer. All right? The second thing that we do is we announce the resources that we have in Jesus Christ. He is the king of the breakthrough, yes? Yes? 
And so we will say a statement whereby we announce or affirm, the next thing is we affirm what the Scripture says, which is God's promise of the provision of Jesus Christ. So we're turning away from what the devil's been using against us. We are then announcing the resources that Jesus gives us as the breaker who brings us through, and then we affirm that with the truth, the the Word of God. So all the statements are scriptural. And finally, we confess our will to obey what we just declared. Because you will only walk in freedom based on your ability to walk it out. It will support you in that, but you need to do it. You need to walk into it. And so there will be a statement where you might, we might pray, I will choose to act accordingly. Okay? So what we're doing here is we're operating in the principles that Jesus taught around binding and loosing. When we renounce something, we're binding that on earth which is already bound in heaven, Matthew 16. And when we announce something and, and declare the resources we have in Jesus, we're, we're loosing on earth that which has already been loosed in heaven. Prayer, effective prayer, is around aligning ourselves with what's already in heaven. Yeah? When we pray in agreement with Scripture in heaven, that's when we see things shift. So these four steps, really, really simply, are covered in the notes, so you can check them out when you get home. But you'll see that this becomes the structure for the prayers. And so what I would say is these, it's, it's quoted in, the, in here, but these tools come from a book called Setting Your Church Free, which has been used by multiple, lots and lots and lots of churches around the world to take an audience or a congregation or a family through a process. So we've prepared this for you in order that corporately we can pray together individuals find breakthrough and as a result of that the church moves forward okay so the first part of that is to to show you an example we're going to work through five things and i'm calling this just clearing the ground and this is kind of like you warming up for the main event so i'll show you here's the prayer time we're going to pray this together and i'll i'll lead you so you just pray with me we can all read out loud it's on the screen in front of us, okay? And you'll see the pattern established. So here's the first one. Let's read this together. We renounce complacency and contentment. We announce that in Christ we have vision, boldness, freedom, and confidence. We affirm that we are children of God and have all His resources. We will step out in faith from our comfort zone. So you can see that very simply what we're turning away from and stepping into in partnership with Christ and then our commitment at the bottom there is our action. You okay? Warming up? This is like you limbering up, stretching your muscles. You doing okay? Check the person next to you. Are they okay? Everyone all right? Okay, let's do another one. Here's another one. Let's do this together. So everybody together, one, two, three. We renounce a critical and judgmental spirit. We announce that in Christ we have love and acceptance for one another. We affirm that Christ brings unity and peace among us. We will accept our differences as strengths. There's power in your public confession. Jesus teaches us that when we pray in agreement with each other, the Father responds in accordance with our agreement. So already there's breakthrough happening. 
already there's freedom happening as things are chiseled away by the Holy Spirit that you're just praying along with the group and God's doing his work. This is how how the flow of what God wants to do happens. We don't strive for freedom. You know, I'm hoping by now you're seeing that you might have thought you'd come along and there'd be some weird things happening at the front and a sprinkling of stuff and smoke and mirrors and, 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 and we haven't had levitation for a while, but you know, perhaps that might happen over with not the elders, but um, someone else. Um, but no, this is us declaring what God has prepared for us. But I want to I highlight the fact that freedom's already happening. Freedom's already happening. Let's do another one. We renounce our passivity in spiritual disciplines. We announce that in Christ, we have spiritual hunger for intimacy with God. We affirm that we were created for fellowship with God. We will teach, preach, and regularly practice the spiritual disciplines. Hallelujah. That's a good one right there. Let's do another one. We renounce gossip and pettiness. We announce that in Christ, we have the Holy Spirit who brings unity. We affirm that Christ can bridle our tongues and show us how to resolve problems. We will speak the truth in love. Amen. Awesome. One more. And then we'll get into the, we'll be warmed up. Okay, let's do this last one. We renounce factions in the church that separate us from the love and unity of Christ. We announce that we are one in Christ Jesus. We affirm our church family designed by God to live perfectly united in mind and thought. We will put on love which binds us in unity. Awesome. Feel okay? Shake your shoulders and see if you feel any different. But I'm expecting already, as I said before, that God is doing his work by his Holy Spirit. That he comes and responds to your heart as you pray these things in agreement. I'm making the assumption that you're praying these things in agreement. So that was a warm-up. That was us limbering up, stretching our muscles and getting ready for heavy lifting. But we don't have to do too much heavy lifting because God's done it all. So the purpose of me leading you into that place was to, one, what I call clear the floor, but two, to lead us to a place where we've got some specific things that God's asked me to lead you in tonight. Um, And I've called this section Breakthrough for Our Community. This morning when we reviewed this as a team and we went through what was going to happen tonight, I had called this breakthrough for North End Church. But then the team reminded me that we've had quite a bit of contact from people outside the church that were like, hey, would it be okay if we came along? Because we're kind of interested in breakthrough as well. And what I had thought was going to be a small group of 20 to 25 people based on um, some of the journey that we've been through has extended as God stretched the tent pegs and the borders and widened the door to bring more people in. And so we, we, we didn't fight that. We were like, okay, let's, let's support that. Let's align ourselves with that and make room for that. Um, so again, what we've prepared tonight is for anybody that would come seeking breakthrough through Jesus Christ. And so 
what I would say is the breakthrough applies in your situation regardless of the journey that you took to get here in life. For some of you, that will be breakthrough in your family, that there might be wounds or um, trauma of the past. Perhaps life to this point has not been easy for you and family is the sore point, perhaps. Well, what I would declare is what we're leading you into is a place where God will prepare you for the breakthrough he has through Jesus Christ. For some of you, for many in, 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 in the, this town, there's been factions and fractions and fractures and dis, discord with church. And, you know, if I had a dollar for every person I bumped into that was upset or annoyed, nice word, for church, um, I wouldn't need to work. Because there's so many people out there that have been hurt or, or um, disappointed or misled or abused. And, you know, I will pray tonight on behalf of church leaders and ask for forgiveness. Not because I can do anything about it, but sometimes we just need to let go. But I'm acknowledging that it's real and it's true and I bump into it all the time. For some of you, it might be around health or uh, for some of you, it might be around business or work and that the, the trauma that's been um, holding you in that place of, of pain um, has become your normal and you don't know any different. As we were praying into the preparation of this a couple of weeks ago, uh, we felt that there was this imagery of someone holding on. Um, can you imagine, uh, some of you are too young for this, but can you imagine the monkey bars that used to be in a playground? Do they still have those in school? They do? Okay. Well, when you're little, the monkey bars are quite tall, right? But you hang on to those monkey bars and you swing and you swing, but sometimes you, 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 you can't move forward. And the, the imagery was that we'd been holding on so long that our hands had locked and couldn't actually let go of that, that problem. And what we didn't realize is if we looked down that the, the safety mats that God's put in place for you through our prayer and preparation are not that far away from your feet. So what you are afraid of suffering as you let go, God is saying, hey, I already prepared a crash mat for you. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit and His grace and love for you to receive. So whether it's family or church or work or business or some other disappointment or some other trauma or experience that you've walked through, God has breakthrough for you. As I was preparing and asking God to lead us specifically, there were four key areas that um, I felt we were going to target now. And I want to point you back to, and this is in your notes, so you will get, you will get this reference. But in Exodus 14, the people of Israel had been ejected out of Egypt by Pharaoh because of the work of God, and they were running as fast as they could away from the pain and the problem, and they get to the Red Sea. And they're like, oh, we can't go this way. And then they hear the thundering hooves of Pharaoh's army chasing after them to destroy them. And in Exodus 14, verses 10 to 12, Moses writes this. As Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. 
they cried out to the Lord and they said to Moses, Why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We said, leave us alone. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. Fear gripped them. And the first thing that God said that we need to do for this community is renounce fear. Remember, renouncing fear means to turn away, to give it no more legal access in our world, to disavow its influence, and to choose not to partner it with it next time it comes knocking on our heart. This is a significant shift for some. This fear has ruled your thinking and your decisions and how you choose to live. And I don't say that as a judgment. But I have I've personally helped and led people away from fear. So we're going to renounce fear. Is that okay? Okay. So say after me. We renounce fear. We renounce fear. We choose to repent from all times that we have partnered with fear. We're turning away from fear tonight and we're rejecting its influence in our lives. Fear, you will no longer control me. Fear, you will no longer limit me. Fear, you will no longer keep me from what God has for me. I ask God to come and remove this fear from my life. To take it away forevermore. And in place of fear, I ask Him to bring love. Love that shows me I am His child. Love that sets me free. Let's read what's on the screen. Let's do it together. We announce that in Christ we have His strength and access to the perfect protection of Father God. We affirm that we have nothing to be anxious about. And in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, we present our request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. We affirm that... Oh, sorry. We affirm that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. We will step into the new season God has prepared for us with our confidence in Him. Hallelujah. God is doing His work right now. I'm going to lead you through these four things and then we're going to get the band back. We're going to have a song, a couple more prayers, and we're going to seal this with a covenant meal. 
second area that God's asked me to refer to happens not long after in the story that I just referred to. Less than two months after God does this miracle through the Red Sea. I don't know if you've read the story, but um, you should go and read it. It's great. It's amazing. God leads the people through the Red Sea by miracle, and they get a little bit down the journey, and there's a bit of drama. And then, yeah, a bit of drama is an understatement, really, isn't it? But in Exodus 16, they come to this place in the desert. And in verse 2, it says, There too, the whole community of Israel complained about Moses and Aaron. If only the Lord had killed us back in Egypt, they moaned. There we sat around pots filled with meat and ate all the bread we wanted. But now you've brought us into this wilderness to starve us all to death. You see, the problem with the people in Israel is they kept thinking that they knew better than God did. Remember, there's them that was crying, moaning and wailing as slaves. And in Exodus 2, you read that God heard their prayers, remembered his promise, and came down to redeem and rescue them. And here they are saying, well, actually, God, we think we know better than you. And that's pride. Remember, it was pride that called Satan to fall. An angel of light, worshipping God in heaven, but pride puffed him up. He desired to be ahead of God and elevated above God, and that caused him to fall. Pride grips us in ways where we think we know better than God. And I've had times, I've confessed to you many times how I've tried to be God and hurry him along a little because I think I know better. And I've also shared with you quite honestly how that has never worked for me. So pride can look like a whole lot of things. A.W. Tozer says, there is no way you can say no and Lord because in doing so you defy him as Lord. But sometimes a simple no is what pride looks like. Self-reliance and dependence. Codependence. Any kind of dependence that's not dependence on God is pride. There are so many varieties of this, but what we're going to do is we're going to renounce pride. Let's say that together. We renounce pride. We repent of all the times where we've been prideful. When we've chosen our way instead of God's way. We turn away from pride. We reject its influence in our lives. We will no longer be driven by personal agenda. We will no longer be driven by being afraid of what other people think and acting in our own strength. God, we give you pride tonight. We ask you to take it away. We don't want it to limit us anymore. We don't want it to hold us back from the life you've got for us.
God, would you give us a gift, please? The gift of humility. That we would see ourselves. That we would see others. And we would see our lives as you see them. Let's read what's on the screen. We announce that in Christ we have humility and right standing before God. We affirm that we've experienced the extravagant grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that although he was infinitely rich, he impoverished himself for our sake, so that by his poverty we could become rich beyond measure. We affirm that through our submission to Christ in his death, we are made alive in his resurrection. We will walk humbly before God. Amen. Amen. Doing okay? Some of you are smiling. People of God continue on their journey. And then, um, if you've read the story, you know there's plenty of ups and downs. And in the book of Numbers, chapter 14, we find another little hiccup, you could say, or a trip up. The whole community began weeping aloud and they cried all night. Their voices rose in a great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron. If only we'd died in Egypt or even here in the wilderness, they complained. Why is the Lord taking us to this country only to have us die in battle? Our wives and our little ones will be carried off as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? Then they plotted among themselves. Let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt. Sometimes on the journey that we travel in a community like this, but also in family, We get upset, we get disappointed, we get misled, we get confused. And in doing so, we partner with something the Bible calls dishonor. This looks like speaking against those that God has chosen for you to submit to. Sometimes it's just downright disobedience. And those of you who've got children know what that looks like. Sometimes we're just children in big bodies. Dishonor is speaking out of turn or out of malcontempt, disdain, or even just disappointment. Imagine we're all guilty of it in some context. We've struggled, I've struggled with it with work for a long time. But I've also struggled with it as a member of a church community. Just because you become a pastor doesn't mean to say you escape it. Because I still have those that I submit to and serve. So I'm standing with you and choosing tonight to renounce the influence of dishonor in my life. And I'm inviting you to do the same. Will we say this together? We renounce dishonor. 
God, we ask you for forgiveness. For the times in our life where we've spoken against leaders, we've dishonored employers, or we've acted out of line with those in authority. We repent from partnering with dishonor. And we turn away from it. And we reject its influence in our lives. We also choose to forgive those leaders in our lives that have caused us pain, that have maybe misled us or let us down. We let go of broken promises. And we let go of the expectations of those promises. We repent of having the attitude that leaders should be perfect. And we forgive them for leading us into an unknown place. God, we ask that you would remove dishonor from our lives. Take it away to a place where we can't find it again. That it would no longer influence us. That you would break its power in our families at home. And you'd break its influence in the church of Tiawamudu. In its place, we ask you bring honor. Honor that comes through love. Let's read the screen together. We announce that in Christ we have all grace to live in submission and trust of others. We affirm, obey our leaders, and submit to them. We affirm our desire to see the blessing of God flow through honor. We will live with a culture of honor, grace, forgiveness, and love. It's a biggie. It's a biggie. And as a leader... I do stand here. And I've I've done this before in prayer meetings, but I'm doing it here in this public meeting because it has relevant context to what we just did. But as a leader of the church, ordained in the Acts movement, but representing all ministers in New Zealand from whatever church you grew up in or walked through, I do ask you for forgiveness on behalf of church leaders. I confess I confess that we're not perfect but I also confess that we need you because the truth is without you we can't do what we do 
You don't need to respond to that. But I ask you to receive it. As a, as a part of your freedom, you know, for you to step into the freedom God's got for you, you're going to have to let go of some of the pain and the bitterness. And one of the tools we use to help people find freedom is we break the power of bitterness. Bitterness is just unforgiveness that is making you feel yuck. Poison for your heart. And, and I'm not saying that the pain and the trauma wasn't real. Trust me. I've seen abuse by leaders in the church as well as in the workplace, so it's very real. I've seen the pain that it's caused and had to help people with it. But can I just say this as I, before I move on is, is that if you are feeling like you're still holding resentment or bitterness or pain, then we, we do have a process for you to walk in a, a sort of a more fuller um, journey of forgiveness. Um, so I'm flagging it. If you're feeling it and you're like, oh, it's not done yet, then let's deal with that later. Okay? I'm just acknowledging how serious it is. The last one we're going to do is referred to in the book of Hebrews. And again, this is in your notes that you'll receive at the end of tonight. The person who writes the book of Hebrews says in chapter 3 and verse 12, it's a caution to the church. It's a caution to you and me. Be careful, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning away from the living God. You must warn each other every day while it is still today so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. Remember that it says, Today when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts, as Israel did when they rebelled. And who was it that rebelled against God even though they'd heard his voice? Wasn't it the people Moses led out of Egypt? And who made God angry for 40 years? Wasn't it the people who sinned, whose corpses lay in the wilderness? And to whom was God speaking when he took an oath? That they would never enter his rest. Wasn't it the people who disobeyed him? So we see that because of their unbelief, they were not able to enter his rest. The last thing that God's asked me to lead you into is unbelief. In Mark chapter 9, Jesus is walking into an, an encounter with a family to bring healing to a child. And the father says, Jesus, if you could do it, that'd be awesome. And Jesus is like, if? Have you no faith? And the man says this, I have faith. Would you help me with my unbelief? See, unbelief comes to steal faith. Unbelief is a weapon the enemy uses to rob us of that gift that God's provided for us. So we can know something, but not get fruit from it. So we're going to renounce unbelief. 
Let's say this together. We renounce unbelief. We choose to repent from all those times where we've had unbelief. Where we've moved into a place of doubt. Where in doing so, we've judged God. And not believed what he said to be true. We turn away from unbelief. We reject its influence in our lives. We say, unbelief, you must go. You must not lead me in decisions anymore. For I choose to turn away and partner with the faith that Jesus gives me as a gift. God, would you give me the strength to stand in faith? Let's read what's on the screen. We announce that in Christ we have faith to receive God's good gift. We affirm that when we have faith, as small as a mustard seed, we can see obstacles shift before us. We affirm that when we gather together in agreement with others, our Father in heaven will answer our prayers. We confess our faith in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. What I'd like you to do is to stand. band are going to lead us in a song that I'm sure you know. And in this place, what we're asking you to do is to open yourselves up and declare that God is the author of your breakthrough. We're going to wind this up and we're going to lead us to a point where we do receive communion together as a covenant meal to seal the freedom that we have walked towards. But before we do that, there's, there's one more thing that I'm, I'm going to lead you in. And I'm going to read that prayer over you after we've sung this song. But what I'm inviting you to do now before we do that, on the back of what we've just declared and decreed and spoken out loud in faith, I'm asking you to sing with the team. Declare how great God is. Let's do that. I'm going to pray this prayer over you receive it. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our refuge in Christ. We choose to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. In Christ Jesus, we put on the full armor of God. We choose to stand firm and be strong in our faith. We accept the truth that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. In the name and the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, we renounce Satan's attack on our family, our church leaders, and our church family. We resist those attacks, come against them in Jesus' all-powerful name. So together we declare the Lord rebuke you, the Lord bind you from any present or future influence on us. As members of this church family, and as members of the body of Christ, we reject we disown all influence and any authority of demonic powers and evil spirits that cause resistance to the work of Christ. As children of God, we have been delivered from the power of darkness and brought into the kingdom of God's dear Son because we are seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. We renounce satanic assignments that are directed against our church and our ministry in Te Awamudu. We cancel every curse that deceives the wicked people have put upon us 
And we announce to Satan and all his forces that Christ has become a curse for us when he died on the cross. We renounce all sacrifices by Satanists or anyone else who would claim false ownership of us, our ministry, our leaders, or our people. And we announce that we have been bought and purchased by the blood of the perfect Lamb. We accept only the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, whereby we belong to Him. Amen. 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 The best demonstrations of the kingdom of heaven coming into our world was Jesus Christ. Jesus came, choosing to put aside all of his privileges and all of his divinity. And he took the humble form of a servant that he would take on all of the pain and the suffering and the sin of the world. And in doing so, he made access for us to come into that new place with God. We're going to receive communion together as a family. And this is very, very, very important in tonight and the journey into your next season. You see, the significant power in us taking this meal together in remembrance of Jesus, because what it's doing is it's sealing our freedom. That which we've walked into tonight is sealed as we come and we remember the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. But there's something else that it does that I don't want you to miss. And so I'm going to get you to declare it as you receive the communion emblems. And you're all welcome to come and to do that. You see, one of the things that Jesus Christ has done for you is he has rendered judgment against the effort of Satan against you. He's already rendered that judgment. So what I'm going to get you to do is I'm going to get you to exit your row out to the outside and to, to, to come around the back and I'm going to get you to come forward through this channel that we've made here to receive. Kathy and I will serve you a piece of bread and then you to flow out to the side and to grab juice from one of the tables and then go back into your seat. And as you take the emblems, what I want you to say is, we receive these emblems in remembrance of Jesus who rendered judgment against the attack of the enemy in my life. Judgment already done. It's done. And that's how I want you to receive communion tonight. You can do that. And as you do that, the band are going to sing a song over us to bless us. We've chosen the song. We've led, been led by God to pull something brand new out of the latest Hillsong album, but we've done it because of the lyrics and the power that's in them. So as you cue and come forward as a family, as a people, you're coming through this um, pathway, this channel from the old into the new. In the same way, when the people of God exited Egypt, they went through a channel that God made for them, symbolizing their breakthrough. You could say the same as they went from the desert into the promised land. They went through a place that God made open for them, and they went from the old into the new. So we're symbolically representing that as we go out. We come through here. We're passing through what God has prepared for us to go from the old to the new. You'll receive bread. 
You'll go and take your juice and you'll move back to your seats and as you take communion, you say these emblems, render judgment against the devil and all his tactics against me. This is a covenant meal. This is significant. We're binding ourselves together in unity because of Jesus Christ. And that is also symbolic as well. So why don't you start to move? Come and receive. And let's do communion together. We've just given you your handout to take away. I want, to, I want you to turn near the back to the prayer of unity. And as we close, we are going to pray this prayer together. But you'll notice that I've suggested you might want to pray and declare this over your household every day. Declare it over our church, the page that's headed, Prayer of Unity. We're going to pray this together. I'll make a couple of announcements, and then we will close this evening. Let's read this together. Dear Heavenly Father, we worship you and you alone. You are the Lord of our lives and the Lord of our church. We offer our bodies to you as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. We also present our church body to you as a sacrifice of praise. We pray for your protection of our pastors, leaders, members, families, attenders, and all of our ministries. Grant us the wisdom and grace to deal with heretics and spiritual wolves. We pray for discernment in order to judge between good and evil. We dedicate all of our facilities to you, all of the property you've entrusted to us, including our sound system, audiovisual equipment, kitchen, coffee machine, and transportation. Rededicate our auditorium, multi-purpose room, offices, every part of our facility and property. Lord Jesus Christ, you are the head of this church, and we exalt you. May all that we do bring honor and glory to you. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to close now. If you feel like you need some more support, we do have a, a, a strong relationship with Freedom Ministries. Um, it's been very effective in our family and certainly in Kathy and my lives, but also we've supported others to, to journey into that. And there's many testimonies in our church of that. Um, so if you'd like some more support, then I'm going to ask that you contact Kathy. Um, you can do that through email, Facebook, phone, or the office, however you choose. Um, but really, don't, don't walk away if God's touching your heart and asking you to do something. As I close, I'd like to read you a benediction blessing from Paul's letter to the church in Rome. From Romans 15, verses 5 and 6. May God, who gives us all patience and encouragement, help you live in complete harmony with each other, as it is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. Then all of you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. May God bless you as you go. May you, may you continue to, to declare these prayers out loud and walk in that freedom, knowing that the hard work's been done that Jesus Christ has made his freedom available for you. Thanks for being with us. God bless you. Have a great week. Amen.